You are now into film. I see, mate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of cute bubble gum pile. You know that? Say it, sir. I'm leaving you, people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Answer! I loved it. I don't care What's what you What's going on, everybody? Say. Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Clouded, and the guys are back. Joined, as always, by the great Zach Sneef. Zach, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good, Phoenix. I'm excited to uh, be here. I'm excited to talk about the movie, and yeah. All right, and of course, joined by our current code-breaking leader, who will be dethroned possibly today. Nope. <laughs> Brandon, how are you, sir? Man, I am good, Phoenix. It is going to be back. I am super excited to be talking about Ryan Johnson's next masterpiece. So, um, yeah, how are you doing, buddy? I am great. Totally great. And totally great because I just realized what movie we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, so I was I was prepared to talk about a totally different movie. So thanks for reminding. What me. did you think we were talking about? I don't know. I I forgot that we had already did the Fableman, so I thought we were doing Fablemans today. But yeah, it just yeah. So yeah, Glass Onion. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on that. <laughs> that that would have been funny had you been like, yeah, like we mentioned, we are talking about the Fablemans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So, yes, uh, we're talking Glass Onion, <laughs> which we caught at limited theater release uh, this week. Uh, fantastic. Uh, this is the sequel to Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, starring once again Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. This also features a brand new cast like Edward Norton, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn, uh, Madeline Klein, Leslie Odom Jr., and Jessica Henwick. Uh, of course, Ryan Johnson returns as director, producer, and I believe writer as well on this. Yeah, uh, yeah, he wrote the last one, and he wrote this one again. Yep. So, uh, we all got to see this in theaters. I think that it was the that honestly was the best way to see it. I kind of wish it was in theaters longer, but it'll be on Netflix come uh, later this month. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, let's start off. Brandon, your overall thoughts and impressions on Glass Onion. Yeah, man. So um, as someone who loves the first Knives Out movie, I was I was super excited to go into this. I, I was like, okay, cool. Let me go into this, see this without seeing any trailers like I did last time uh, with Knives Out. And man, I was blown away. The writing was just incredible. The acting was fantastic. Um, They made... I mean, as a, a film that takes place during COVID, like, I'm, that's not really spoilers real quick, but like there aren't that many films that can do it that well. This one did it well. Like a mid-pandemic movie. And it was like, it was freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. So uh, props to Ryan Johnson for his masterful writing again. And um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. So I don't want to dive into spoilers. Uh, Zach, what did you think? Uh, 
you know, I think that it was a it was a great movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I'll give some more thoughts. I don't want to give away too much right now, but uh, there are some things that I don't know. I kind of wish were a little different in the movie. Of course, you did. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because that's the point of critiquing a movie, but. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there there are some things that I, uh, I mean, I think that just could have been done a little bit better. Um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of talk about that here in a little bit. Right. Okay. Dope. Um. Uh. I had a blast with this film. Like, so much fun. The creativity off the charts. I love this new cast. Uh, like, just great character. I mean, come on. You know, y'all know how much I love Catherine Hahn. I, I think she's fantastic. Uh, Janelle Monet comes in and kills it. Edward Norton is having a blast. Kate Hudson, oh my God. Like, <laughs> fantastic. I, I dug this cast. I love the writing. Uh, this was just this was just a ton of fun. I had way more fun with this film than I thought I would. So, like, for me, this was a blast, to- a total blast. Yeah, um, man, I also I want to get props before we dive into spoilers because like I want to be talking about, I might be talking just plot only when I get into spoilers. Props to Steve Yedlin, man, who is uh, Ryan Johnson's cinematographer. Man, he is so good. Yeah, you know what? And props also to Jenny Egan who did the costumes because yes, this was definitely stand out from the first one where like. The costumes were like popping on mm-hmm. screen. I was like, wow. Yeah, that was definitely something I noticed more this time around. All right. Any other thoughts before we go into spoilers? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. We are officially talking spoilers for not uh for Glass Onion, a knives out mystery. Uh we, we understand that this has not reached many audiences yet because it was a limited release. So if you want to wait until this drops on Netflix later in the year and then come back and listen to this episode, we completely understand. Uh, but let us know what your thoughts are on Glass Onion. All right. We are officially talking spoilers. Zach, dive in. <laughs> where do you Where do you want to start? <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought the movie was great. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I I mean, I really... My my biggest issue is that whenever I see a whodunit kind of movie, mm-hmm. right, is I automatically start looking for the twist. Mm. And the problem is, is that typically I get it right because I always suspect the least suspecting answer to who's done it right so i i enjoy them but then like it's like okay there has to be a twist because if there's not a twist then it it's boring right Mm -hmm. so that's my biggest problem is like you end up finding out kind of or having an idea of who it's gonna be in the beginning because you're looking for that twist at least i do because that's that's automatically where my brain goes um and I I guess that it was a guy who 
invited them to this island like the guy himself who's asking him to solve this case right are not asking him but that's how it portrays in the movie right that when he gets the box i figured that's what happened like and so i was just kind of disappointed because i was like i didn't want to be right like i was like like, no i want to be wrong so uh you know i don't know I think that's my biggest issue with it. But overall, I think I had a lot of fun still. Um, some of those shots were just gorgeous, too. Like, they were really great. Um, I really liked the puzzle at the beginning of the invitation. I thought that was super cool. I like how, um, oh, I forget her name. The, the um, I can't think of her name right now. It's been a minute. Uh, but the, the character who plays the sister... I forget what Andy, huh? Andy, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. So I like how her character just gets a box and smashes it open. (laughs) That was so great. Yeah. I, I, I love like the editing. I love the montage of them opening it because it's just edited so well. And like, like you said, like, I, I feel like it's perfect symbolism too. Is like, they're all working together as a team trying to open this box Meanwhile, she just smashes it open on her own, meaning like she's representing she's not part of the team. She works her own her own method. Mm. Yeah, I dug it. I dug it a lot. And you're right about the twist. I like uh I was like it like I don't go into mysteries like trying to guess who did it. Like I kind of like the idea of just like going with a uh, hundred different guesses, right? then like the the movie gives me who who it actually did it i kind of like going at it that way because i just think it's more fun as a viewer to to be wrong like to purposely be wrong and to you know i'm saying and then to be surprised at the end um but you know yeah two different totally uh, methods some people are like no i have to find out who did it and you know and i'll put it together myself me i'm like uh you know the 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 drunk dude that they had walking around in the background. He did it. Like I was just like, I was like that was that was the perfect example. So like, um, for me, when it is revealed who who it is, I, I found that to be a little bit underwhelming, just because I was like, oh, oh that was that was so easy. Like like you know, so I was like, like uh, that's, that's a little disappointing. I mean, it makes sense for the story that they're telling. But I was still kind of like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I personally love the reveal. And I love who it is because of just how they set it up throughout the film. It's just like, like your brain is analyzing, like, okay, who who is the potential person to to be the killer? And you know what's cool is like, I I, I could already factor out a couple people because um, Ryan Johnson revealed, I think it was in a watch party or something for Knives Out. If a character has an iPhone, they're not the bad guy. <laughs> they won't. They won't. Like, Apple won't allow people with iPhone. Like, like they won't allow the bad guys to have an iPhone. So I was like, okay, so Dave Bautista is already out. <laughs> but I mean, it, I, my brain was still trying to analyze. I'm like, who is it going to be? Because I, I fully expected Edward Norton's character to die. But um, I, I know, like when Dave, when Dave Bautista's character died. I saw the drink swap happen because it was such a quick scene. I'm like, wait a second. Did that just happen? Yeah. 
and then and then they go back to it in like a different in different form. He's like, oh yeah, they just set it down at the same time, grabbed the wrong drink. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. And then they went back. I'm like, okay, yeah, I I did see what I saw. Yeah. But I mean, as far as the reveal goes, I really mm-hmm. loved it. That's just me though. Um, I love I love getting to see Benoit Blanc just absolutely just rack his brain and I, analyze everything. I I thought his character was so hilarious. He was fantastic. <laughs> like, he was one. so funny. Like I just like when he got the puzzle, he's like, "Yeah, I received like a ten year old's puzzle." Like, <laughs> and he's like, "Thought thought this like this mastermind thing." And then especially when uh, I know I'm skipping ahead here, but like when they're discovering, you know, the murder, right? And like the the way that he w- intended it to go, like he's like, I literally told you what to do, and you—that's exactly what, what you, you did, did. <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, I, I, it was yeah, like he's like, so so what do we win? He's like, win. I'm like. He's like, yeah, if I solved the murder, do I get like an iPad or something? <laughs> That's what I thought was so funny about like, it. And then when he's like, so... Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's like, that's what's just so funny about it. Is just, he's like, deep down, he wanted an iPad. He didn't want to come out and say it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That would be hilarious. If that's what if he really was like, you know, like, I need an <laughs> iPad. I love when they were like, so he was poisoned, and he's like, it is so much dumber than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! And then when uh, when Blanc is like all pissed off that the guy stole his his murder method just because he was like, he was like, man, somebody's about to turn the lights off and shoot you. Oh man! Yeah. And then he turns off the lights right, and shoots right, somebody. Exactly. I'm like <laughs> Benoit Blanc to me was was probably my favorite uh, aspect of this movie, which I I think he should be, because like he's the central character to to all of this. Uh, but yeah, he had some of the best best dialogue moments, and like it was just it was just great to see. Uh, dude was dude was so funny. Like it's <laughs> so funny. I I love the scene when he solves the murder. Like the the, murder the, the, that, the the planned one, yeah, the planned one. I'm like, I love that scene. He's like, yeah, it's Birdie. <laughs> like he's just, he's just like, just based on the angles, you know, we can see that there's a crossbow here. It's gonna hit you in the heart. She did it. She's got the diamond. I was just like, dude, like, like, like that was hilarious. And like, and the fact that it was like, it was really like well executed you know what i'm saying like everybody was in on it and they knew what it was and he he just he spotted it instantly mm-hmm. i was like yo that's that's dope uh so that that was cool i really dug that scene itself it was just it, and it was just funny because he, he did it in like 10 seconds <laughs> he, and then it, when he pulls blanc aside he's like i had somebody write this for me he's like he's like i paid them so much money he's like i am so sorry <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> it was like I forget the the name of the author that he says, but he's like, oh yeah, I know her work. Yeah, it was like like just unimpressed with it the whole night. And I'm, I'm like, I think that's an interesting um aspect of this film as opposed to the other one, which I I think they're on similar uh paths. 
where he kind of eviscerates the 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 rich and the wealthy class. Like in, in the first Knives Out, it was more about class and, and what what money meant to that class. And in this one, it's sort of it's sort of the same thing, but instead of it being like a family, it's a group of friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, saying the power dynamics that that occur when you know you have a friend who's that wealthy and that powerful and what what he can do and what that ultimately you know means for that group dynamic and i thought that that aspect of the film was probably my favorite was these these group of people who were friends who really weren't you know great you know at what they what they're doing now mm-hmm. and becoming friends and being tight and then all of a sudden this new person comes in and and messes up the group dynamic and whatever and then that person in, ends up overtaking that group because he stole this idea from the other person. I was just like, that's that's crazy. That's insane. I, I dug it, though. Like, uh, all, that flashback where they're explaining their whole history, I was like, that was that was cool. That was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Um, I love when they fill in the gaps like that. It's so well done. Yeah, like, it didn't... I, I expected it to be a smaller scene, but I was fine with it, how much runtime it took because there's so many there's there were so many holes, like even throughout like when Blanc is on the island, so many holes that needed to be filled. And I thought it was really well done. But um I want to jump back to the beginning for a second. I love everybody's introduction. It just it should and it, it just it, it basically just like sets up who they are, introduces us to what their character is gonna be like. My favorite part, my favorite part is when they all get to the boat and they're all wearing their masks. And of course, the 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 lady who who was mad that she got yelled at for calling someone cheap, but she called them Jewy, came in with a, a netted mask where yeah. it did nothing. Yeah. It was Kate Hudson, man. Kate Kate Hudson was fantastic in this. <laughs> like like she was absolutely fantastic. She was having the most fun, I think, out of everyone here. Like, just her character is like flighty, very naive, kind of mm-hmm. innocent. But like, she's just so she's so endearing and sweet, and it's just funny because she's kind of like an idiot. <laughs> like, but <laughs> I mean, a netted mask. You know, what I'm saying she's like, she call it. She's just politically incorrect the entire movie uh you know when she finds out about her sweatpants being oh the sweatshop (laughs) yeah oh my god that one caught me so off guard yeah she's like she's like that's perfect thanks she's please tell me you did not think it was a shop for making sweatpants (laughs) well i do now (laughs) Oh my god! It that was, was the so best. Was so my funny. favorite, my favorite part of this whole movie was, um, I think the ending. I forget, I forget the line though. It's escaping me because I only saw it, uh, you know, last week. <laughs> it's been a minute, um, and I've seen so much since then. It's it's where he goes outside and he's with the guy who's drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. I forget oh, no. the guy's line. I but I remember I was crying laughing. <laughs> uh, speaking of um that guy real quick, sorry. 
Um, that is Noah Segan. He was in the last film. Noah Segan is like Ryan Johnson's best friend, so he's in like every single project of his. Oh wow. I didn't even know. Oh, that makes him. it even funnier when he's like, oh, don't mind him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's just here. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> No, he's the he's the he's the guy that was in the background just just walking around high and stuff. Uh huh. That's hilarious. <laughs> was he in the first one? I don't even remember him. Yeah, he first. was. He was the it was a different character, mm-hmm. but he was the he was one of the other detectives with Blanc. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, that is him. Oh wow, that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> well, that's funny. Um, Man, that just—that's why it makes it even funnier that he's just there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> a totally different character in the last movie, but he's—he's he's in this one like as a totally different character. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just—I—I I, I just love everything about this film. Like, I didn't have a—I—I I don't think I had a single issue with it. I think the pacing worked. The writing was, of course, masterful. Um. Cinematography was just absolutely on point. So, me personally, I don't have any any issues with this film. Maybe because I have a bias because Ryan Johnson's one of my favorite directors, but like I just I saw no issues with this film. Well, I mean, I I didn't have any issues with it. Like I said, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, like it's a fun film. Well, I have one issue. The film is a little bit overly self-reverential like and and what i mean by that is like it 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 seems to I, it feels like ryan johnson like he knows he made he made knives out and knives out was a big hit and memoir block was a big hit and so like they kind of play off of that especially in the beginning where like he's on a zoom call with like the, the chick from Murder, She Wrote, and, like, like like other, like, you know, de- like, known detectives and stuff. I was just like, okay, that's a little bit on the nose there. Like, no, I, I just, thought that was funny. Like, yeah, it was a little on the nose. Cause been, I, was, well, I mean, because Blanc made it big after the, after the, um, Harshon, Harlem, Har- Harlem, Harlem, yeah. yeah. Why did I say, I, it's hard to pronounce his name sometimes. <laughs> Harlem Thromby, I think. Yeah. Yeah, after that case. Which is I get I guess. But yeah, it just felt a little felt like a little like non like like as if we didn't know. Like like hey guys, I'm eight knives out. It's like, yeah, dude, we we're here. Like like you know what I'm saying? Like we we get it. Um, but that was that was probably the only other issue I had, except for like to me, and I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but uh it, this was more reminiscent to me of Clue than the first yes. than the first movie, right? Like it, it, it definitely felt that way, sort of campy, um, you know. Yeah, definitely, there's a mystery here, but like, it feels more comedic, I guess. Well, in tone. I think this one works better because it, it, the entire film pretty much takes place in a house, mm-hmm. unlike the first Knives Out, where it took place around town and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, so I mean, it being more like Clue and this time around works. You think so? Yes. Okay. I I love Clue. I 
Clue's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but like I like that movie because of its campiness, because of you know the comedy in it. To me, like Knives Out, especially like the first one, it has comedy, but it's not like you know laugh out loud comedy. Whereas this one, I was doubled over <laughs> like a great deal, like multiple times. So I was just like, yeah, it seemed like they leaned more into that uh, this this time around. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how I how I feel about it because it's sort of a mixed tone with what the first one was and what you know what I'm saying what what I feel like they were going for here. So I'm I'm a little iffy on it. I think I think sometimes it works, but other times it's a bit over the top. And I think they lean into it a bit much. But that's that's those are really like the only critiques that I have of this film. Right, Zach. It was that was like was that the only critique you had um about figuring out who the killer was? Yeah, I I just I don't know. It gets it just feels repetitive with these, and I I mean I get it. Like it's the kind of movie you're gonna see. I know it's meant to be that way, but the problem is, is that I know it's meant to be that way, right? <laughs> you know, so. And it's not like I want to go in like trying to guess. It's just like, you know, I just know if I'm guessing, it's going to be some major twist, like that no one expects. And the the biggest twist it could have been was that the guy who hired them or hired Benoit was the guy who, you know, was behind the whole thing. And right. that, like, I don't know. I was just upset because I did not, <laughs> I didn't want that to be true. Uh, yeah. One thing I will say is, while I I did have a blast with this film and I thought it was a ton of fun, and it was it was great. I was hearing a lot, a lot, a lot of awards buzz around this film. Let it happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let it happen. Yeah, no. Listen, listen, I'm listen. Like, listen, like, listen. listen. No. Just like write, I, writing, I, no. writing, I, screenplay. No, like I, no. I love the first knives out, and I felt like that, and then I think it did. It did get a screenplay nod. Um, this one is also well written, but it's not nearly as tight as the first one. Uh, I, I, I just disagree. Don't, I don't I think disagree. it's as tight as the first one. Um, and and like. What I was hearing was best picture, was supporting actress for Janelle Monet, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like, like, like none of that is there. I'm like, it's a fun film. Don't get me wrong, I had a blast with it. Can't wait to watch it again. But as far as awards potential, no, like original screenplay, maybe, maybe costumes, maybe original screenplay, maybe production design, original screenplay maybe um, he was nominated for the first for original screenplay the first one is better I, like no, the, screen, the screenplay is better in the first one than it is in this one. i agree with, i actually agree with phoenix here <laughs> like it this is fun don't get me wrong i think it's a blast i'm watch it like multiple times but yeah no the first one is i just it's cool. just for me after seeing so of the other movies this year and knowing what's to come like i just don't see this contending yeah i do i mean it's fun don't like, get me wrong i just i i don't see this breaking through 
mm. the competition with with everything else that's out there. You know, what I'm like saying? I'm I'm completely fine if it doesn't get nominated, but I'm gonna be pushing for it to be. Okay, that that's fair. I'm like like I said, I just don't like the buzz that I was hearing. I think was like just way overblown because I was like, when yeah. I got out of it, I was just like. No, that was fine. That was fun, but like, I don't see, I don't see that level. Here. It was hard for me too because I think, I don't. I think I just saw the Fablemans. Right, that was a movie I saw before going into that one. So, oh, that's not fair. Uh, yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know. I like the. I don't know. To me, Fablemans was a. Uh, Far superior movie. So I still need to see I, the Fableman. It comes highly recommended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. Like I, I I mean I love Steven Spielberg, so I've been trying to I've been itching to go see it, but it's not playing anywhere near me. And I'm, I can't drive an hour away just to go see a movie like yeah. I did with this one. Well, this was fair because this was limited release, so you I, I know. had to. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, overall, like the thing that I'm most excited for is I know I know we got another Knives Out movie coming. I want like four more, <laughs> like like no cap. Like mm-hmm. I this is a this is a series that I want to see continue, like for decades and decades. I want to be like 50 years old and be like, "There's a new Knives Out movie coming!" <laughs> oh my god, yes! Like that's that's how excited I am for it. Like. Daniel this, Craig's gonna be like 80. Right. I don't care. Like Daniel Craig, if he could if he could do this role in a wheelchair, I would watch it. Like I'm telling you, like in a in a wheelchair with a cane and you know, barely can talk. I, as long as he can do it, I don't care. Uh these these are fantastic movies. I love the concept behind them. I just dig the hell out of a murder mystery because we don't get a lot of movies like that. And of course, this year we got like three with Death on the Nile and see how they run. And I think, uh, what was the- Death on the Nile was last year, wasn't it? No, it was this year. No, I think it was this year. It was early this year. Um, and, oh, wow. And the yeah, other it was supposed one, to be this year and it got pushed back. Was the movie that you liked, Zach? The other one? I forget the name of it. Bodies, Which Bodies, one? Bodies? No, Amsterdam. Amsterdam, oh. there it is. Yeah, so like we've had a couple of murder mystery type types of movies. Uh, what did Bodies, year. Bodies, Bodies be one too? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, bodies, bodies, bodies is one. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So, like, yeah, we've had multiple now, and I think that's due to the success of Knives Out and just how how good it was. And then this one coming in and and being, I would say, just as good, maybe in some areas, and not as good in some areas. But I think it was a solid film that I had a blast with, and again, I can't wait for more. Same. So let's go ahead. Uh, final ratings, Zach. What are you giving Glass Onion? Uh, I'm gonna give Glass Onion four stars. I think it's a great movie. I think it's fun. I just I don't see it being above a four. I I think that it's great because of how fun it is, and that's that's where I'm at. Brandon, what about you? I'm gonna follow up with my first Knives Out, the first Knives Out movie, and what I gave that film solid five stars um like i said um cinematography was great writing was fantastic 
kept my eye not kept my eyes peeled um, peeled the whole time, but it kept me invested throughout the whole movie. And I just I, I love Ryan Johnson's uh, writing and everything. So yeah, solid five stars for me. All right, I'm gonna ride that four stars with Zach. Uh, had a blast. No, no questions about it. Had a blast. Ton of fun. Um, in my opinion, just as fun as the original. Um, Benoit Blanc, great character, and looking forward to Knives Out three, Knives Out four, Knives Out five, Knives Out six, and Knives Out seven. <laughs> I'm like, I want this to be on the same level as. The Harry Potter films or like <laughs> like the Star Wars films like I don't care there should be 20 of these uh, <laughs> you know it's funny it's like I'd rather take this over all the Avatar sequels we're about to get prop yeah honestly <laughs> all right so those those are our thoughts on Glass Onion what did you guys think of the film have you had a chance to see it if not check it out when it drops on Netflix I believe it's December 23rd I know I'll be there because I got to see it again and again and again. And uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts at FilmCopod on Twitter and Instagram. And we are going to move on now to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. Gentlemen, it has been a great week, but I'm going to kick this off because I am going to recommend something that I know the two of you have seen and you probably want to recommend yourself. So I'm stealing it from you. And that is the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Uh, fan freaking tastic. Okay. Like absolutely fantastic. Like so good. James Gunn is the goat. He's like the, one of the best directors. He just gets this team. I'm so excited for volume three. Just saw the trailer as well. That looks fantastic. This holiday special was awesome. I've been I've been laughing about jokes that's in this special all for like the past two days. It's hilarious. Every character gets a moment to shine. I love Mantis, love Drax. I'm way more in love with Nebula, even like just it's so damn funny. It's so damn funny. So good way better than i ever thought it could be so that's definitely what's good for me brandon what about you man for me um i want to recommend a christmas story christmas it is a follow-up to um the original christmas story the original christmas story that came out forever ago (laughs) and uh, i think they handle it very well because they had one that came out a few years ago called the christmas story 2 and it's about ralphie wanting to dig a car and it just made no sense (laughs) was lame so they went back to its roots they completely canned that one and this one just i i really love it man um ralphie's all grown up he's handling the loss of his dad and trying to be the dad trying to be the good dad for christmas and it was it was good really good so nice. for me it's a christmas story christmas all right zach we've recommended two christmas movies your turn what do you got <laughs> Uh, well, let's see here. So I've seen a lot, I think, uh, recently. I I, don't, I can't even remember how many movies I've seen recently. I saw six in like one week. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I've uh, I've seen quite a lot. Um, for me, I think the one that I'm going to recommend 
uh, is going to be Devotion. Um, I oh, thought Devotion. that movie, yeah, I thought that movie was great. Um, hot take. No, I know no one's going to agree with me. Totally okay. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't agree with you yet. Right. But I know, I know, no one is going to agree with me. I liked it better than Top Gun Maverick. It's a, it's another movie about an able aviator. No one's ever going to agree with me. That's fine. When you two see the movie, you'll see why. I don't know, man. You you just so, set the bar pretty high, so I'm expecting like fantastic things here. I'm not expecting you guys to like it better, <laughs> but I'm saying when you see the movie, I think some of the things that happen, I think you'll understand why. So, okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that. So, devotion. A Christmas Story Christmas and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Fantastic recommendations, guys. And let us guys know if you check it out, check out any of those films and let us know what you guys think. All right. So it is officially that time. You are now film it's time for film code brandon it was your code word this week remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues sir yeah my code word was grow the years were from 1955 to 1965 the director made many films between the 50s and the 2010s our director is still alive while being over 100 years old and the poster for the film should remind you of king kong All right, Zach, you are at the bottom of the leaderboard, and you kick us off. What is your guess for the code word? So I don't even know if this will have anything to do with the code word. Maybe there's something. I've never seen the movie, so maybe there's something I'm missing. But I did find what the, the only thing I could find was one director who may who is still alive, and he did make movies in the 50s. Uh He's made many films between the 50s and 2010s. Um, and the director is Jonas Mekos, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. And the the one he's best known for is Sleepless Nights in 2011. So that's in the 2010s. And he also looks like he made several movies before that. And so... Um, my guess is, hang on. Sorry, give me one second. Uh, he's still alive, of course. And then I don't know about the poster for the film. I, I didn't look at that. Um, but that's the only one I could find who's still alive who fit the rest. So mm-hmm. for that reason, I'm going with the Brig, which was made in 1964, because that's another well-renowned film by him. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Excellent choice. Uh, Phoenix? I, I looked up Jonas Minkus as well, uh, but I couldn't find anything that matched something as well as the one I found just today. <laughs> After searching for hours last night, finally stumbled upon what I think is the correct answer. So uh, let me see here. Uh, your director, yes, he made many films in the 50s and 60s, and his last film was in 2015. 
Um, he is still alive. I believe he's 103 years old or something like that. The poster definitely does remind me of King Kong because it is a giant person holding a woman in his hand. Uh, so I am going with director Burt I. Gordon and his film in 1957 called The Amazing Colossal Man. That is my guess for the code word. Brandon, how did we do? You and I are now tied. Oh, let's go. I felt like I did I did a, I did pretty okay guessing. But you want a participation job. trophy? Great job. I no, want cause... a participation. <laughs> yeah, because I legit I looked I looked him up too. So I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Phoenix, you and I are now tied. I'm still gonna take this cake after this though, but <laughs> Man, I mean, I'm I'm surprised you found it. Yeah, um, it took a it's minute. not it's not well known of a film at all. Right, like man, it was like I um. So Tiffany and I went down to Disney last weekend, and we, we ate at this place called Sci-Fi Dive, uh, Sci-Fi uh, Drive-In. It's mm. supposed to like just like the atmosphere is just like you're eating at like an like you're eating like in a car you have a drive-in theater, and it plays a lot of like old movie trailers from the fifties and sixties, man. Mm. And I saw it. I'm like, I think I found my next code word. <laughs> Woo. You should, you guys should check out the trailer for it. It looks so funny. Uh, like Burt Gordon, he made a ton of films in like the fifties and sixties that are like considered like the, the, I guess you could call them the, uh, the standard for like monster kind of movies or whatever. And like, like it's funny to me because like all of his films are rated like, really low <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like very low they're all like in the twos and the ones and stuff like that but these are like you know the the blueprints for a lot of the monster epic movies that you know you would see today uh like the amazing colossal man I'm like reading descriptions of a lot of these movies and I'm like dude these descriptions are are dope like these these will sound like insanely great ideas mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah I mean of course like they were done in the 50s and 60s so like you know, there's the cheesy, you know, acting, there's, you know, bad animatronics, bad visual effects. Like, you know, they're really kind of like thrown together films. But like, when you think about it, this is where the epics of that time period, you know what I'm saying? And, the, and based on the limits of that technology, the, uh, the amount of stuff that they were able to create, I think is amazing. So like, yeah, like I haven't seen this movie, but like, it it definitely feels like it's something in my wheelhouse. Love monsters, love like great science fiction horror stories. And I think Bert and another guy, Roger Corman, who was somebody else I looked up, has like a long list of films like that where it's just, you know, really kind of schlock horror, which I dig. So yeah. Happy to reign atop the leaderboard once again. I told you, Brandon, you're going down. <laughs> No, I'm not. You're going down, baby. You thought no, you had it. You thought you had it. I, ah, you got Man, it. I, I, I'll be honest. I did I I did put this pretty well. I, I should have um, I shouldn't have put in the King Kong hint. No, that, that definitely helped. <laughs> like, like that definitely helped. Once I saw him holding her in his in his hand, I was like, ooh, I got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. But uh thank you guys for listening. We are gonna get up out of here. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C, ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. 
thank you guys again for listening. It's been a blast. And yeah, uh, thank you guys again. And Zach, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneath. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you can find me on Letterboxd at Z-Sneaks. All right, guys. And you can find me on Twitter at I-M-H-O-Reviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd, the PA Cloudin. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmGoPod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.